If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Mmm, Yoda this is. Found a flashback Friday you did, mmm? Older favorite episodes these are, and hear different hosts you may. But flashback Fridays are the path to the light side. Fun leads to enjoyment. Enjoyment leads to laughter. Laughter leads to happiness. Get into it now we will. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are a group of dads who love to talk about gaming, and as always, the show will be family-friendly. Make sure to come join our free Discord server by following the link in the podcast description, and if you'd like to support the show, head to MultiplayerSquad.com. Make sure to subscribe, write a review, leave us five stars. You guys all know the drill. Today we have a great show for you, because we are going to be coming at you with a bonus round tournament, and we'll explain what that means in just a minute. But first, we need to knock out some introductions. I am your host, Paul, and I am joined by two co-hosts today. The first one is here to help me represent our home state of Arizona. It's Josh. Yeah! AZ! Up in the house! (laughs) The Grand Canyon! Yeah! And then we have another co-host. He used to hail Arizona as his hometown. I believe he even has an Arizona tattoo on his arm. But these days, he's hanging out and rapping with Petey Pablo. I really hope he doesn't take his shirt off, twist it around his hand, and spin it like a helicopter. It's Todd. I'm I'm already doing that. I mean, it was it was right before the, my video turned on for the podcast, but I was practicing. Mm-hmm. Like, from my understanding... If you go out on the town, you twirl your shirt. That's what they do in North Carolina. It's the only thing I know about North Carolina because my entire frame of reference is a modest hit rap song from 20 years ago. Yeah, so, it's the Wright Brothers yeah. and Petey Pablo. <laughs> the, Petey Pablo. There's nothing else in between. Equally important <laughs> in, in, in the annals of history. <laughs> there's the license plates dedicated to Petey Pablo here. Oh, man. You know, I know this is not a music podcast, but the Petey Pablo movement was really big, I feel like, for six months, and then I don't think anyone talked about him ever again. <laughs> That's fair. So I, I had to break out the Petey Pablo. I was surreptitiously trying to type in Petey Pablo <laughs> without being heard, and then I still don't know who this guy is. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you might know him from uh, Goodies by Ciara. He he raps a... A, nope. a, a chorus in there and keep trying freak a leak freak a leak i think was his peak all right so anyway today we have a bonus round tournament episode and it's been a very long time since we did our last tournament i'm really excited that we get to do this because these are actually my very favorite episodes todd you were actually the one who initially had the idea for these tournament episodes so why don't you tell the listeners about the format they can expect today so, you know, 
it, it's March Badness style. Um, we're, we're going through, we're all uh, doing a draft snake style, and then we just pin everything up against each other in a bracket format and just go one by one through the list to see who comes out on top. Most of the time, it's, it's expected, but every once in a while, there's, there's an underdog in there. Who, who, who won the last one? The last one was... I don't even remember. What it was, was our me. last topic? That was a loaded question. <laughs> it was, of course it was me. What, what was the topic? I legitimately don't even remember. I don't know. Does a champion remember <laughs> the fight that he won his belt? I remember Josh won best celebrities to game with. I remember Todd won best gaming dad. Mm-hmm. I remember I won best gaming genre. I feel like we've all won like one or two of these. Can we have a tournament of best wins and then just Ooh. pin those against each other? That's not bad, because Josh did win Best Gaming Celebrity, and I think it was like his third round pick. Oh, you know what Josh won? Josh also won the games to torture someone with. Was that our last one? I don't even uh, know. No, because Whatever. wasn't it Quop that won that one? Quop did win that one, and I think that yeah. was Todd, right? Yeah, I got I Quop. came close, but I fr- I don't know. I've won so many at this point. They, they just, you know. They <laughs> All my together. trophies blend yeah. together. <laughs> All right, so today the subject for the draft and the tournament is going to be best console. So we decided to just go bird's eye view. This one's very broad, a lot to discuss and argue and debate. I feel like this can go in so many different directions, but I did look up the order of the last couple of drafts, and the order for today is going to be Todd with the number one overall pick. I get to go two. Josh will be going three, and then he'll also get the turn with four as it goes snake style. And so we're all going to draft four of the consoles, and then, as Todd said, we're going to pit them up against each other, have a little bit of an argument, and then we'll just do a vote, and it'll probably generally be 2v1 since we tend to vote for our own picks, but we'll see which console comes out as the consensus pick for number one. So let me ask you guys, before we get started, did you guys have like an overall strategy or like what what criteria makes the best console? Because I feel like you could go a hundred different ways with this. I went with, I actually, you guys made me work on this one, man. You guys know that I normally just, you know, fly by the seat of my pants and wing 99% of everything. But like, I can't, I can't put my like reputation on the line and then not like remember all the good consoles that were out there and for me i had to look up like games for these consoles because you know i'm old man let's be honest like my memory's starting <laughs> to blur a little bit and i don't want to be like oh yeah that game that i played on this console and then i got it wrong you know or something like that so for me i'm kind of basing my list on which consoles had which games and had the best games. Because in my opinion, if you have all the best games, then you have the best console. Okay. What about you, Todd? What do you think makes for a good console in this draft? I So what I did was I, I varied. like So I went some based off games. I went some based off the technology at the time. And then some just purely based off sales. Okay, so that's exactly kind of what I was thinking. As I was thinking about what makes the good console, we can look at top-selling consoles. 
We can also look at the best exclusive games, because just because a system has a game, if it's not an exclusive, then it could be on another system. But then also, like, Desert Island console, if I had to pick only one console to play, that might come into this. And also just the nostalgic factor. So a certain console that hits you at a certain age might carry more weight. And so I feel like there's a lot of things that can bake into this. I don't think there's a clear one console winner. I think this is going to come with a a good amount of debate. I think you're right. The only caveat Mm -hmm. for me is that unless it's a PS5, everything is nostalgic (laughs) for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's fair. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into our draft here. Starting out with round one, Todd, you get the number one overall pick. And if oh. you are a first time listener, what we generally do is we make our pick, we offer a little bit of discussion of what we think of it, but we're going to save some of that for when we do the matchups. So the draft itself is usually about a good 15 minutes or so. So, Todd, number one, what you got? All right. I'm going with, you know, this is such a hard decision because there's so many different choices I could go with. And if you mess it up, you mess up the first round pick. You, and, you mess up the 101, well, which yeah. is tough. But like, And then and then you, you don't, don't get another for pick for another four or five turns. So, like, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here just thinking about the choices I've made for a while. Is it the Wii or the Wii U? Like, it's a tough pick. <laughs> I'm going with the N64. The okay. main reason I'm going with the N64, one, the exclusive games, and two, this this is the the branch and like the venture from going into 2D to 3D. This is when you switched from D-pads to joysticks. This was a huge leap in gaming, and we still feel the effects from that. Yeah, absolutely. Having that transition from 2D to 3D and for the 64 to do it so successfully with Mario 64, it's pretty incredible. Now, I got a question for you, Josh. What console would you say has got the goofiest controller of all of them? Oh, the GameCube. <laughs> oh, no. I thought, I thought well, you were going to say I 64. mean, the 64, I, I mean, it's a toss-up, to be honest. Let's okay, be honest. All right, you know. right. I, w- I want to dive into this. I have uh-huh. a rebuttal to that. Do you know why they made the uh, controller like that? Because of the 3D movement. Because People of the wouldn't th- know how to use a control stick. They had yeah. never seen it before. Right. So what they did was if they were playing like a 2D game, they had a D-pad. And then if they were switching into 3D, they wanted them to physically move their hand to the middle joystick. So there was a switch in their brain that they were doing something different. It was all intentional. It wasn't sure it looks a little bit goofy, but it is a hundred and ten percent functional. Yeah. I it's true. I was really hoping that Todd was gonna screw this up. You know, <laughs> but I there is another one that I think could be taken at the one oh one, but I was really hoping because Todd sometimes really makes picks out of like left field and mm-hmm. I was like, come on, Todd, like just just pick something really <laughs> off the wall and he didn't, so I'm a little disappointed. The I mean that that definitely deserves to be in the top. I get what you're saying, Paul, about the controller, but we all used that controller for so long. It's ugly. I mean, man, is it ugly. But then again, so is the GameCube controller. And I know that might be on somebody's list. Oh, 
GameCube controller was awesome. People still know, buy man. GameCube controllers. I mean, they, they're they're durable. You could sling them against a brick wall and nothing would happen. But I don't know. It the, the it's the aesthetics. It's a good controller from a like functional standpoint, but the aesthetics of the GameCube controller are terrible. Not to preemptively strike too much on the 64, but those controllers definitely did not last very long. I no, feel like everyone had the drifting control yeah, stick where your guy would you turn give left. to your friend yeah. every time yeah. you wanted to play a game together. You knew because it was yeah. your Nintendo 64, so you knew which controller was the good one. Give and them then the you'd green like, one. Here, Paul, you take the uh, take that blue one. You can use that one. And then you're like, great, which button's not working on this one? <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Mad, Mad Cats is just as good as all the other ones. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. But some of the Mad Cats did come with, like, a turbo button. So if you were playing Mario Party, you could hold, like, Turbo A, and it would, you know, tap it. All right. Yeah, you can't argue with N64. It's a first-round pick, no doubt. All right. Nice pick, Todd. All right. I get the second overall pick. Please mess this up, Paul. I'm going to go with the PlayStation 2. Dang it! Mm. I was really... I thought there was some world where maybe one of those two fell to me at yeah. the third spot. And did I not call this before the show when when we released the draft order and I said, hey, I'm number three. I said, well, there goes one of the winners because there's two consoles that are easily at the top. Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to pick some great consoles, but those are the clear 101 and 102 in my opinion. I think that they are indisputed top five picks i feel like there are plenty others that you could make an yeah, argument well then for. why didn't you pick them paul <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you Todd, t- let me tell you josh here's exactly why playstation 2 best-selling console of all time of all time yep also the most games sold for a console i did not know this until i looked this up just before the show do you know how many games sold for the ps2 four thousand four hundred four thousand several dozen <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean different 12. titles. I don't mean like games total. I mean oh, like actual yeah, different yeah. titles. It was something like 4,000, but it sold 1.5 billion games, like total sales of games That's on the insane, PS2. No man. other console even sold a billion. So if you owned a PS2, not only were you an owner of the best-selling console, but people who owned the PS2 bought a lot of games for it. So, but how many know, to me, of those this, this discs was the number one. were scratched within a week? Seventy-eight percent of them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's why there was a market for the disc cleaners. That <laughs> okay. Let me tell you something. When I worked at Best Buy, this is not a joke. At Best Buy, we did not get paid any kind of sales bonus or anything like that. There was no commission. However, if you did not do good on your sales of accessories, they would just cut your hours. And my boss had me walk around the CD section of Best Buy and try to cold sell people on the disc repairs. So you would like <laughs> drip the liquid on it and, it and then you would turn a crank and it would grind the disc and then you would wipe it off. And I had to try to walk up to like some dude just browsing the Pink Floyd section and be like... Hey, you got some damaged discs at home? Do you want to buy a $20 disc repair kit? It was awful. They worked. I, I mean, honestly, they worked. It, 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 if it was bad enough that you couldn't just buff it out on your shirt, you yeah. know, and mm-hmm. you cared about that disc that much, then the disc cleaners actually did work. 
I have a very specific memory in mind of PlayStation 1 and 2 games like stuttering because you could tell it was trying to read the disc. And that was like the one downside to the discs. And it was always the same spot, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's the same map or, yeah. Oh, man. Same loading screen. All right, Paul. Well. <sighs> so, Josh, you get to go twice now. I do get to go twice. All right. I, I mean, there's a clear third, in my opinion, here. It, it's the one that, while it didn't technically start at all, it's the one that skyrocketed console gaming to the mainstream. It is the Coleco. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Wait, the Super, the SNES, or yes, the original NES? The SNES. Because let's okay. be honest, like, yes, I, I get that the NES is out there, but the SNES is the one that exploded the world, right? I mean, this is the one that had all of the best games. Uh, I mean, Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, Super... It's funny that every game started with Super because the games yeah. were so good, right? Um, <laughs> Donkey Kong Country, Turtles in Time, Star It immediately Fox. makes every game better. You know, it does. If you put Super in the title, then guess what? You know that game's better than the original because, let's be honest, most of the originals were the NES, right? And so mm -hmm. the SNES was the Super one of that and so all the games were better too so um i, I mean you know i don't want to tout any other consoles right now but the snes is quite possibly the console that you know it, it, like i said started the whole revolution like you know it was the most mainstream console it had the coolest games when it came out um and so that to me is an easy number three that's it's the most super that's it a really good pick. I mean, it's no Sega Genesis, but it's a really good pick. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> That's on that might be on my list, Todd. So all right. And then I man, there's so many of these. And it's like I could easily take the NES and just lock down early Nintendo. Ooh, you know, yeah. play that strategy, but I'm not. Because I need as much as I want to go the nostalgia route, I, I want to win this draft too. And I think that there's going to be some stuff that resonates a little bit, you know, newer in this case. And again, when we're talking about games, man, I'm picking the PS4. Okay. I, I, that's my I next like pick. It. Because, I mean, the PS4 is the last console that I owned. And so, for me, that gives it some, some street cred right away. Because you guys know I am almost exclusively a PC gamer. But if I buy a console, it's because that console has some games that are just, I need to experience these games in my life, and I'm willing to buy the console to do that. And the PS4, man, it had those games. God of War, phenomenal game. You guys know it's one of my like favorite games that I played. Red Dead mm -hmm. Redemption 2. I remember standing outside at midnight to to pick up Red Dead Redemption 2. That's I can't remember the last time I did that for a game. And that's, you know, PS4. Um uh, I mean, it's it's on every platform now. Yes, but that wasn't at the time. You know, you had to wait wait, what did it take like 2 years before it came to PC? Yeah, but it also released on Xbox 1. Yeah. yeah Ghost yeah. of Tsushima. That I mean, that's another game that I bought. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. 
right? I mean, the the list goes on and on and on. It's just PS4 had some of the best exclusives out there. It, it made it, like I said, I'm basing mine off of games. It made it one of the best consoles. Yeah, I think out of all the modern consoles, that one's kind of the no-brainer. I mean, it just crushed the last generation of consoles. Like, it sold so many more than the Xbox One. It even outsold the Nintendo 3DS. Solid pick. I loved my PS4 every day that I owned it. It's a good one. So it's back to you, right, Paul? Back to me. And here's the thing. I jotted down notes for all of these systems, but I did not really rank them in order. So I'm trying to do this a little bit on the fly. And for this next one, I'm going to go with the NES. Nintendo Entertainment System. A little bit more OG than Josh's pick, the Super Nintendo. Now, the NES, Josh and I did an entire bonus round episode on. So if you want to hear more about that, that's a great place to go. But one of the coolest things about the NES is that if you were a kid around the time it came out, almost everyone you knew had one. It's not like today where maybe you have an Xbox or a PlayStation or a Nintendo or a PC. Everyone played the same games. Everyone played Super Mario 3. Everyone played Battletoads. You know, everyone had those shared experiences. I loved the NES, even though we did not own one. And so as a kid, I would always try to spend the night at my friends' houses so that way I could play games at their house. And great system. Also, as a side note, I I took a look at sales, and the NES did sell more than the Super Nintendo. So if you wanted to argue which console built the home console industry, I thought you were going to go with the Atari 2600, but the NES, I think, really built that industry. I figured as the only person here that's actually owned the Atari 2600 that I could save that for the later rounds. <laughs> and let's Fair be honest, enough. the NES did start the revolution, but the Super NES is the one that really established the console market in the home. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so so far we've got three Nintendo picks out of the first five. And coming back to Todd, you get your back-to-backs. All right, Um, I'm going to break it up a little bit. I'm not going to go with the Nintendo pick. I'm going to go with the Nintendo Game Boy. Crap! Um, It's (laughs) Nintendo, guys. Nintendo does gaming really well. Dude, the Game Boy rules. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I was I was on the edge. It's like, is it a console? And then it's like, yes, it's a mobile console, and or it's a handheld a console. console. Yeah. 
Um, there's, I mean, so many great games for the Game Boy. And, like, I know Josh doesn't consider it a game, but Pokemon. That yeah. that was by far, and, like, Metroid was on there. Like, it had all of the good games. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I had a Game Boy growing up, and I, I played that thing on road trips, like, all day, every day. You guys know I never owned a Game Boy? Really? Wow. I never, all like, all of my friends had them. I remember, like, one of my best friends, like... They had a Game Boy, and I'll never like. I don't know why this like random memory is burning, but his mom like completely cracked out on Tetris on the Game Boy. So mm. like every time mm. I'd go over to his house, his mom would be in the kitchen with the Game Boy, just playing Tetris at the kitchen table. <laughs> That's like, like legitimately, like every single time. <laughs> and it was just like this is weird, man. Like, but yeah, I never owned one. I it makes me a little sad because I know that they there was a lot of really good games for it. It was super cool to be able to take it in the car. I remember people you'd have to shine a flashlight on the screen if you wanted to like play it in the dark because they weren't like illuminated. They didn't have backlights and stuff. Yeah. Or you could buy a killer accessory which clipped onto your Game Boy and it had a flashlight and it had a magnifying glass. So it would make the screen <laughs> twice as large, and it oh had the light. Goodness. The things we used to do, man. But yeah, that's a that's a solid pick, man. I don't know if people know how well the Game Boy sold. Did you know that it sold twice as many as the NES? Wow. Like, that's how many people had Game Boys back in the day. Pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, it sold more than uh, PS4 uh, yeah. and the original PlayStation. I mean, it's up there. Way up there. It's a g- good pick. All right. You get another one, Todd. All right. Third round pick. Um, I, I I feel like I just have to say this one, and you guys are gonna hate on it, but you know, it it it's I like for me, I have to say it. The Xbox 360. Okay. It's it's actually a good pick. I, I'm it's, not gonna hate on it because when I started looking into the games that the 360 had. It's it that was a solid console, man. I mean, the graphics were great outside of the red ring of death, which mm-hmm. is probably <laughs> what's going to kill it. It was mm-hmm. a phenomenal console and this is like for a lot of people where Halo started really picking up because like Halo 3, ODST, 4, like these are all Xbox 360. Like I remember just putting in countless hours into the Xbox 360 games. So other than the Red Ring of Death, that's kind of like saying, well, other than that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Did you? <laughs> I All right. To be fair, you could just wrap a, a towel around it and re-solder your CPU to the motherboard. Well, people are going to laugh, but that was legitimately a fix that could work for your Xbox. Now, Paul, did you ever own a 360? I did. Did you Loved get the it. Red Ring of Death? I did. Did you? Mm-hmm. Todd? Yes. Did you get it? I did. <laughs> I I had an Xbox for... I, it felt like a decade, and I never got the Red Ring of Death. And then I remember like I stopped playing it at this point, and I, I, some game came out that I wanted to play on it. It booted right up. It was gravy. I was going to play this new game. Popped it in there. Started loading. Red Ring of Death. <laughs> I remember going like, you made it this long. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I think I had it for 
like six or seven years before it actually like gave out on me. So I had yeah. it for a while. To to Microsoft's credit, they did because I guess they had extended the warranty for so long that they did actually send me a replacement. Now it took like a month, you know, to that I was without my Xbox 360, but they they took care of it. So yeah, I worked at Best Buy when that happened, and there were always just stacks of 360s in the store. Dang! But it was such a great console. Like I remember having the Game Pass from Blockbuster. And I played through basically every game on the 360 because that was before I had kids. I had the console. I just gamed all the time. I loved the 360. Although I will say, really stupid name for a sequel console. Why not just go with the Xbox 2? I never understood why it was 360. Because PlayStation was doing that, man. You and, know, and they couldn't follow. They can't do 180 like they're going backwards. So it's a 360. We're still going in the same direction, guys. <laughs> I guess. I feel like the Xbox namings just really fell apart, you know? Xbox One Series X, this stuff's wild. Oh, they they still have fallen apart. They're they're not any better, like, today. They're worse. <laughs> they're, like, the Xbox Series S. Oh, wait, no, the Xbox Series X. No, just the Xbox One. Wait, the, wait which? The One X? The One X? Wait, which? Yeah. Oh, fire fire so that crazy. person, man. <laughs> All right. Um, so I get two now, right? No, it's back to me. What? So, <laughs> yeah. You, you can click the link in our Discord, Josh, if you'd like to follow along. I, I know you. you never opened the spreadsheet, I but... told you. <laughs> All right. So with my pick here, uh, halfway through round three, I'm going to go with the Nintendo Switch. Now, I know in, in this podcast, this might not be the most popular pick, but the Nintendo Switch is still killing it. It's still hard to find one. They're still selling out everywhere. You could not have had a better console during the COVID pandemic. And there are just so many great games, the 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 best of which being Breath of the Wild. But I love my Switch. I love being able to have a console on my TV. I can take it mobile. I cannot tell you how many times I have sat in a Jiffy Lube playing my Switch during an oil change. It's great. Do you know which console is not even on my list of 12? Uh, the Nintendo Wii U? No, well, that one too. But <laughs> <laughs> I like, no lie, I get that millions of people love the Switch, but you guys know that I don't really play it very much. So I felt like if I picked the Switch, it would be disingenuous and you guys would troll me for that. And like, I'd have no chance at trying to advance my pick of the Switch in this tournament. Um, so I didn't even put it on my list, but. I want to yeah. say for Nintendo, how bad the Wii U was is how great the Switch is. That's true. <laughs> like the Wii yeah. U was terrible. And then for them to come out and with the Switch, which was like an iteration off of the Wii U, but like in the best direction possible. And it just like it clicked with everyone, which is crazy. It's also really neat to be able to do mobile multiplayer because I know for the 2DS and the 3DS, you could do some multiplayer stuff. But with the Switch, it was just so easy to connect so many together and game. You know, I, I, I love the Switch. So I'm, I'm going to stay true to that and, and take it here. And so now, Josh, you get your last two back-to-back picks. Well, these are easy for me because there's two very, very good consoles left. It is the original Xbox... 
And let me just let me just give you a rundown of some of the games because I think people forget what the original Xbox had on it. Um, how about Halo One and Two? Okay. Uh, how about we talked about this in in a recent show? Some people may not understand this series, but uh, Kotor One and Two, which were mm-hmm. both phenomenal games. Jade Empire, man, did. Do you guys remember Jade? That game was the best game that never had a sequel or anything that came about, but that game was so good. Fable. Todd, yeah. I know you're a huge Fable fan. Yeah. Half-Life 2. Uh, that was huge. Splinter Cell. Morrowind. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. The original Xbox had so many good games to it, but it's like you forget about them, you know, because the Xbox 360 does stand out, but when you look at Original games, man, the Xbox is phenomenal. And then, what better thing to pair with the original Xbox than the original PlayStation, (laughs) right? I mean, let's just go ahead and corner this market. How about Final Fantasy VII, Resident Evil, Metal Gear Solid, Symphony of the Night, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, Silent Hill, Bushido Blade. I used to love playing Bushido Blade. I don't know if you guys know that game, but man, that game was great. Uh, Again, just the list of awesome games is just it it goes on for miles man the original xbox original playstation they just they took console gaming to the next level um and i got both of them so you guys lose uh i don't i don't know if that's how it works josh we'll we'll see yeah you know what else you get josh save my arguments you get version 1.0 of the best controller that's true it's That's barely true. changed over the, the last Xbox 20 years. controller is phenomenal. Okay. The, oh yeah, I was about to say the PlayStation controller wasn't built for human hands. Hey, I still have an Xbox controller. Now this is a 360 controller, but I mean, let's be honest, they they is. got it right the first time. So both of you have 360 controllers, huh? Interesting. Well, yeah, you can't get the old Xbox controllers anymore. They're covered in like Doritos and Mountain Dew stains. <laughs> all right nice picks josh and then todd and i get our our last two picks here so as i look at the list you know do i take the ps3 since it's still out there do i take the wii because it was so popular um i have to stay true to myself i'm going with the nintendo gamecube i was gonna say if you don't pick the gamecube paul like you're you're playing to the masses at this point yeah, the GameCube was such a fun system. For me, this just really harkens back to like my college years of gaming with my friends on a continual basis. When the GameCube came out, I remember one of my earliest fights with my eventual wife, Nikki. We had just started dating at the time, and I remember I ditched going to church youth group in order to stay home and play GameCube <laughs> with my friend Andy. Uh, got and, yourself in trouble. And I did not tell her ahead of time. I just no-showed, and then she called me later. I was like, yeah, I just stayed home to play GameCube, and, and she was not terribly happy. So, you know, that, that tells you how much I loved the GameCube back then. Uh, but yeah, you had Wind Waker, which is my favorite Zelda. You had Eternal Darkness, which we have talked about a lot on the show. Amazing. So I'll, I'll go GameCube. It's a solid late round pick. Yeah. All right, Todd, you get to finish things up. What you got, buddy? I'm surprised this wasn't taken. I'm going to go personal computer. 
You know. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try. (laughs) Um, All right. So you guys might know I like to do at least one off the wall pick that might be like a, a winner. This one, this one's out of left field, but I guarantee you this is not a winner. I think you guys are going to like this one. It, it is a solid pick, whether, whether you think so or not. The Oculus Quest 2. Okay. Is that a console? I did not think about VR. I don't think that's a console. How is it not a console? It's all self-contained. It has its own like gaming store. Like just because you don't load a cartridge into it. I mean, it? I love the Quest Two. It's like, a it's a it's really its own platform. Great... I think it counts. It does it count as a console? You I don't say plug it, it in. Yeah, but is it, it has you, a battery. Wouldn't a console be something that you need to? Pl- I mean, I guess you don't plug in the a Game Boy. I, I mean, yeah. I'll let you have it. I I love the Quest Two. I think it's a it's definitely an off the wall pick. <laughs> I did not think about it, but that's a good pick, Todd. Yeah, I like thank it. you. I I I feel good about the pick. I mean, it's not going to win. But I feel no. good about it. <laughs> now, why do you like the Quest 2, though, Todd? The games on it are, like, top-notch. The hand tracking is amazing. I feel like this, like, with so many of these consoles, it took a concept that kind of existed, and it brought it to the masses. So, like, just like N64, like, went from 2D to 3D, this is going from 3D games to, like, immersion. And... It's not the first console to do it, but it is by far the best selling and most like highly adopted um, VR headset. Like even Steam has come out and said more people are playing Steam games on the Quest 2, which isn't like natively supportive. Like people have to go out of their way to do it um, than any other headset, including their own, which is insane. Yeah, it's the I'll say this, man. Number one, great pick because I wasn't even on my radar at all. And number two, I freaking love the Quest 2. It's like I've been playing it almost every day. Um, The amount of technology that we can put into a small headset. Yeah. And the mind blowing experience that you can get from that for $300. Like that like are the games a little overpriced like yes like you can sideload and you can there's ways around that but it's like I, you know there's times when i want to buy a game and it's like almost every game is like 20 or 30 dollars and i'm like this game's gonna last me like three hours so you know that the value maybe not that but man is it super cool yeah nice pick all right well let's take a break to hear from one of our sponsors This episode is brought to you by the Blizzard Gear Store by Fanatics. You can now get your favorite Blizzard merchandise for men, women, and kids. They offer a wide variety of products from all of your favorite Blizzard games, including Overwatch, World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, Diablo, Starcraft, and Heroes of the Storm. Now teaming up with a multiplayer gaming podcast, you can now help support our show and get amazing Blizzard gear by going to multiplayerpodcast.com forward slash Blizzard store. Okay, we're back. Squarespace. Right. So, <laughs> so to <laughs> summarize our teams here, Todd is coming in strong with Nintendo 64, Nintendo Game Boy, Xbox 360, and the Oculus Quest 2. 
I am coming in with the PS2, the NES, the Nintendo Switch, and the Nintendo GameCube. I have three Nintendo consoles there. (laughs) And then Josh has the Super Nintendo, the PS4, the Xbox, and the PlayStation. Oof. Oh, all right. One of these lists looks really good. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. That's really nice of you to say. (laughs) All right. So let's go ahead and take a look at round one, match one. We've already got Nintendo going for some friendly fire against itself. We have the Nintendo 64 versus the Nintendo GameCube. All right. Is there much discussion here, boys? There's really not. You tell me. Yeah. Between N64, GoldenEye, Super Mario 64, Banjo-Kazooie, like... Pokemon Snap. Just to just to give Pokemon you an idea, Snap. the PS2 was at the, the my was my 101, but there was many arguments I had in my own head about the Nintendo 64, like taking that first because the list of games when I was listing them out just went on forever for the Nintendo 64. Man, do you guys have any parting words for the GameCube since we're shutting them out so quickly here? Um, I, the GameCube was underrated, honestly. Like I, it, it was there, it. Fit a neat time when you could just tote it to your friend's house. It did have some really memorable games on it. I think the biggest detriment to the GameCube was the game library. Like it had a few like smash hits, but there was a lot of misses with the GameCube as well. Um, and I think that's why it's not higher up on the list, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's fair. GameCube was a great system. Might be the number one underrated console. I, I do. But, like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I think it's drastically underrated, but I think it, there's a reason for that. And that's that it just it didn't have the number of like epic games that most of the other consoles did. I couldn't get over the tiny CDs. Just yeah, that was weird, it. too. Honestly, that was kind <laughs> of strange. Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> How funny. All right. So we'll give the win to Nintendo 64. They will advance. And now we've got a Sony face-off in round one, match two. PlayStation 2 versus the OG PlayStation. Ouch. (laughs) That's tough. Ouch. (laughs) I mean... It's PlayStation 2. PlayStation, I knew you will. But let's be honest. (laughs) A a bigger and better thing came along. (laughs) Yeah. It squashed your place in history. So, And one of the best parts of the PS2, it was fully backward compatible, not just with the games, but also the controllers. And so it completely replaced the PS1. You definitely did not need one at this point. I mean, like, let's be honest. People remember Superman. They don't remember Superman's dad. You know, and so it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's the PS2 easily in this case, but... Yeah. I mean, I got no argument other than that PlayStation birthed the the PS2. Does mm, that count? Right, right, right. right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it carries some weight. You know, I actually had jotted down some PlayStation facts, but it was the first console to sell 100 million units. I mean, you cannot underestimate how massive the PlayStation was when it came out. Yeah. yeah. Great console. All right, and then we've got kind of a goofy round one matchup for round one match three, Super Nintendo versus Oculus Quest 2. No competition. Did not yeah. see that one coming <laughs> in I, round one. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm proud of Todd for his late round 
quest pick, man. Like, honestly, I, that was surprising. And I play my quest almost every day. I do not play the Super Nintendo every day. <laughs> but I have to look at nostalgia factor. I have to look at time of life. What, you know, what accelerated this console revolution? I, I, you know, to me, there's no comparison, but I, you know, I don't get to make the decision on my own pick either. So, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be the Super Nintendo, but you got to give whoa, the whoa, Oculus whoa, 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 whoa. points for. <laughs> Todd wants to argue this. <laughs> the Go technology it, jump. The technology jump might be Todd's best argument. You get that with the Oculus. It made VR more accessible. You don't have to have the high end PC to run it. But I mean, come on, it's it's Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> What's great about the Super Nintendo? Uh, <laughs> How long do you have, Todd? Yeah, literally everything. <laughs> Every game starts with Super because they were that good. It's okay. That, that argument, argument does not work. Why would you think it doesn't work? <laughs> uh, Star Fox, Mario Kart, Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Super Mario World, for my money, is the best Mario game also. See, see, for the SNES, the problem I have with it is it's not the original because there's the Nintendo, and it's not the best version because there's the N64. So it's, is it fine? Yeah. But is it better than a VR headset where I can play table tennis with someone halfway across the world? No, it's not. Um... I guess we'll have to let Paul decide on this one. <laughs> Good argument, Todd. Yeah. It's not holding any weight with me. <laughs> Paul, what's don't, funny is if don't you follow your heart, don't follow your head, just follow like blind instructions. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. No. Uh, what's funny is if you had gone with the Oculus Quest 2 maybe one round earlier, maybe it would have an upset, but the Super Nintendo is just such a heavy hitter. It's, it's not yeah. the best Nintendo, but it's the second best Nintendo. And you got to... You got to respect it. All right. All right. So halfway through round one, we now have in match four, PlayStation 4 versus Nintendo Switch. Oh, this is easy. Battle of the modern consoles. This is actually not easy. These are two great consoles. I I joke around. I, I do respect the Switch. Like, honestly, like, I respect it. There's not a ton of games that I've played on it, but the games that I have are great. And I, hey, it has a special place in my heart because my wife plays the Switch and she does not play like any other console. So I love the fact that for her, this is like a console that she can play. Now, all that said, let's be honest, the PS4 has way better games than the Nintendo Switch does. Now, Not if you're going to sure make the, the Breath of the Wild argument, let me be the first one to say that Breath of the Wild actually came out on the Wii, and the Switch was just ported over to the Switch. So I don't think you get to claim Breath of the Wild as like the Nintendo Switch game. You were claiming Tony Hawk for the PlayStation. That was on 64. You know, there's a lot of crossover with some of these. Everyone played Breath of the Wild on the Switch. I did. Plus, I played it on Splatoon the Wii. Splatoon 2. Animal Crossing, Pokemon Snap. You have so many good games on the Switch. This is the problem I have. These are all snooze fest games. (laughs) These are all casual games that I know you're not into. Uh, How many times did you take your PlayStation 4 while getting an oil change or waiting for your tires to get rotated? You know, I don't do mobile gaming. I, I prefer to not, you know, bring a console with me to an oil change place, man. That's, you know, that's what my phone is for. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I I feel like this is hard because like PlayStation 4 is definitely like 
you know, one of the pinnacles of like console gaming. But then the Switch like came out of nowhere, especially after like the Wii U was so bad. And then it's like this portable, but it's like a console you can hook up to your television. And like the games they've been putting out for it are amazing. Like Nintendo's been known for like not giving all of their games to a console and kind of skipping 10 years here or there. But like the Switch has some great games. Josh. All right. Let me, let me ask Paul this. Name a game on the Switch that's better than Red Dead Redemption 2. Well, first of all, Red Dead Redemption 2 is like tied I, I, for I, my second that, favorite game. I just game. asked you to name a game on the Switch that's better than but Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead 2. came that's out not- on the Xbox One the same day it came out on the PS4. That's not a good mm-hmm. argument. It, yeah, the the argument isn't like what are the best games. It's like what's the best console, which like technology has to do with it, form function, like the right, time what, it what, came what out. What has better technology, the PS4 or the Switch? Uh, the, for mobile, it's definitely the Switch. I'll tell yeah, you that. But much. For gaming, <laughs> all right, Todd, you get to be the tiebreaker. I think it's Switch. What? I, think, I, I legitimately what? think it's the Switch. Are yeah. you kidding me? This is only because you have a personal preference for anything other than casual gaming. If you liked casual gaming at all, you would think the Switch is a home run. You think the Switch is a better console than the PS4? I can play Rocket League on the go. Ooh, there you go. Dang it. How dare you? Josh, Josh might be okay with it now. How dare you use, use my own love of Rocket League against me, Todd? That's not nice. All right. All right. I get I get it. I, I, I protest a little, but at least I do, it does make sense. I'm just not a fan of casual gaming. That's my problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. All right. Round one, match five. NES versus Xbox 360. I like that matchup. I feel like that's a really fair fight. I'll be honest with you. I have, I am not leaning towards one console or the other. So this one's really going to come down to y'all's arguments on this. I, I honestly feel like the Xbox 360 was the greatest, like, generational console generational time period because of the games that came out and because of the technology. There is the red ring of death, but Microsoft definitely more than made up for it by extending their warranty offering support like they 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 covered themselves and they made sure to treat customers right this was also around the same time period that you're getting wireless controllers which was Mm. really awesome and then let me read some of the games for 360 gta 5 (laughs) that's how old (laughs) you forget how long ago yeah. <laughs> Red Dead wow. Redemption, Minecraft, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, Halo 4, we have Fallout 3 on there, Borderlands 2, Fable 3, like, this is the best generation of gaming there is. Alright, so for NES, I would say one of the arguments is we did an entire bonus round episode on the NES, we have not done a bonus round on the 360. The NES has Mario 1, Mario 2, Mario 3. <laughs> it has Zelda 1, Zelda 2. It has uh, Mega Man 2, which Josh and I know is one of those games that probably deserves a little more recognition these days. And uh, Don't Sleep on Duck Hunt, 
sure it was a little goofy and didn't always work right, but don't tell me as a kid, you didn't think it was super cool to use that zapper. Uh, but in all seriousness, I, I think either of these games could win. I think it's a fair fight. It's, I feel like it's an overtime decision. You know, Josh, what's, what's going to be the declared winner? Dang, this one's tough, man. I've actually owned both of these consoles. Um, let's, let's just go by what console sold more. It's a, uh, a fair let the public decide. I mean, <laughs> so, I, I would make the argument about uh-huh. <laughs> like their longevity, you know, to to the Red Ring of Death, because every NES I ever saw was like half broken, but yet still functioning in some strange way. One last argument, since Todd's bringing up sales, the Xbox 360 was outsold by the PS3 and the Nintendo oh. Wii. And the Nintendo DS, and it barely edged out the PSP, which the PSP was not a great mobile system. Meanwhile, the NES absolutely crushed the Atari and the Sega Master System. It was outsold by the Game Boy, but NES, relatively speaking, you could make an argument. Mm. All right. I... I'm looking at games, because, you know, like I said, this was my criteria, and I'm gonna give it to the nes okay i i am it's what? close todd it really is i owned a 360 oh and goodness. i played the heck i mean i normally i sell my consoles after a few years and i had that xbox 360 forever um it's just dude legend of zelda contra ninja gaiden punch out duck hunt which duck hunt was terrible but it is it was unique <laughs> at the time castlevania battletoads you know, there was it's a, do you know what Ninja do you know what came with the with the 360 the connect you know how innovative i hated the connect todd oh come I, that's on. a terrible argument the connect, i hated the connect the connect, the connect was, a, was baller the connect was amazing it was a great piece of technology that is still used on pcs today what Can game with the, the connect games. was was so not great. pcs like hand tracking like 3d mapping yeah, the, the technologies yeah i just i don't know i don't remember i had a connect I don't remember what games like used the Connect that I remember. It's a lot of. Dancing. I remember having a dance game that was really fun. <laughs> See, I don't dance. <laughs> it had modern dance games. That one was great, but um, the Connect yeah. I think was an extra hundred bucks. It was pricey too. You know what? I'm just gonna start a letter campaign, and we're gonna change your mind. <laughs> a letter campaign. All right. <laughs> Send this letter to five other people. What's your address? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We might have to pick up the pace just slightly Uh-oh. since uh, right. this episode it looks like it's going to run long here. But we have the last matchup in round one. Things always pick up from here anyway because we've already made our baseline arguments. But the last one here is the Nintendo Game Boy versus the Xbox. Game Boy. One of these I've owned. One of them I have not. That is my argument. I mean, initial Xbox. That's a bad argument. (laughs) You know, I I mean, initial Xbox, KOTOR 1 and 2, Halo. Todd, you can't argue against Halo 1 and 2? Fable? Come on. Okay. I know you want to win, but you're... It was the first successful mobile gaming platform. You have Pokemon. You have Donkey Kong Country. You have Metroid 2. You have Kirby Dreamland. Yeah. You have Wario on there. Todd, Halo uh, is your favorite game. I I know. Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda was on all the Nintendos. I know, but it was also it on this one. It doesn't make the Game Boy unique. <laughs> all right. 
The declared winner is the Game Boy. Oh my! God. I know you're Josh doesn't like the mobile fanboys, man. But Josh, you're just cutting out like all casual and mobile. That's a majority of gamers. Like, not everyone wants to get sweaty playing Halo. I, all the time. I don't always want to get sweaty. You know, not always, but I like competition and not picking up rocks to discover bugs under them. I will say a small piece of me almost said Xbox simply because five out of our six game uh, consoles that are left are all Nintendo. So the ones that made it out were the N64, the PS2, Super Nintendo, Nintendo Switch, the NES, and the Game Boy. Just let it be known that I only picked one Nintendo out of this list. That's true. You know what I think it comes down to? If I'm playing something competitive, it's always PC. And if it's something on console, I want it to be more casual. So to me, I'm going to tend to side with that uh, in in regards to the consoles, which is why I I love Nintendo. Okay, but under that same vein, God of War is not a competitive game. You know, Red Dead Redemption 2 is not a competitive game. Like, there's so many excellent games that are not Nintendo games. But you guys are just Nintendo fanboys. It's okay. I'll, the PS4 you know. is great. It just, <laughs> you know, ran into the Switch. <laughs> it's just a matter of matchup. All right. So round two, we've only got three matchups here because we only have six games remaining. We have the N64 versus the NES. Can we give the NES a puncher's chance or are we just going to give it to the 64? Yeah, I I was trying to figure out if there was an argument I could make, but the N64, it it's the best. Like I I, I there's not an argument I can make as much as I want to. So, no, I I would pick the Nintendo 64. Plus it has one extra dimension. Yeah. Yes, right? <laughs> That's true. 50% more dimensions. <laughs> All right, round 2, match 2. Ooh, these are both mine. PlayStation 2 versus Nintendo Switch. I say make Paul pick. I want to hear Josh do a 180 and start voting for the Switch. <laughs> just to, no, it's, just it's to the throw PS2. this tournament into flames, right? Yeah, no, the PS2, hands yeah. down. Yeah, I'm still I'm still holding back on some of my PS2 arguments, but uh, I'm I'm not sharing them yet. I feel like that might be for the finals. All right, so PlayStation 2 goes on, and then finally we have Super Nintendo versus Nintendo Game Boy. I'm not going to lie, Todd. This is an uphill battle for you. Yeah, I mean... The the only if thing I have... you try to argue that the Game Boy is better than the Super Nintendo... It sold way more. I mean, There's an argument. It sold way more. And, like, you know what? Toothpicks this- sell a lot. It doesn't mean they're the best invention ever. Like... <laughs> But it, like it, it introduced a new form factor. The SNES just built off of what the NES did, so like it 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 made a better mousetrap, but it didn't invent a new category of gaming. And that I think is like the best argument for the Game Boy is it's now a new category of gaming. Handheld gaming is like its own thing, which Game Boy is the king of. So it's like, are we looking at like apples and apples? No, like. SNES would win in that, but like for that console in that time and that technology, the Nintendo Game Boy was amazing. And like you can tell that by sales. Maybe I'm not a mobile gamer because I never had a Game Boy. Do you Could think be. like 
if we could do like Back to the Future, and as a kid, like I got a Game Boy for Christmas one year, <laughs> would I be like, guys, let's do like a mobile gaming episode? You let's know? play Animal Crossing. Yeah, <laughs> like, would that island. have changed everything? I might have. Yeah, I don't know. I still say the Super Nintendo is better than the Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, Todd, I think you made the best possible argument. It was argument. a really good argument. Great argument, but yeah, it's the Super Nintendo. But for the Game Boy to really be the pioneers for mobile, you got to give them some credit. Nintendo really crushed it. But yeah, we're giving that to the Super. All right, so finally, here, as always, since it's a three-man show, we always get these three teams in the finals, which is goofy. But we've got the Nintendo 64, the PS2, and the Super Nintendo and we'll just uh you know let's let's start off with Nintendo 64 versus Super Nintendo. Between those two, which one do we give it to? The 64. The 64. Yeah, the 64. What about the PS2 versus the Super Nintendo? I I think it's a little the bit PS2. harder for me. I mean, the PS it's the PS2. Mm-hmm. To be honest, but it's that one actually is a harder choice for me than it is putting like the two Nintendos up against each other. But the PS2, yeah, I, I it is. It's the PS2. Okay, so basically that means we can declare the Super Nintendo the bronze third finish, yeah. third place. So really, for the final finals here, we've got PlayStation Two versus Nintendo sixty four. You can't really go wrong. Totally different systems. Both great. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason these are the final two. How do you pick? Like, honestly, like, I get that, like, I would be the judge in this situation. Yeah. But, like, I don't know how you pick the winner of these two. It's very tough. Uh, My argument would be, first of all, the PS2 best-selling console, sold the most games. Also, it gave birth to GTA 3, GTA Vice City, GTA San Andreas. It gave birth to the God of War games. Also, Mm -hmm. it took Metal Gear Solid to the highest highs. So Metal Gear Solid goes all the way back to the NES, or Metal Gear did. But Metal Gear Solid 2 on the PlayStation 2, I remember seeing a demo at Fry's Electronics the technology and the video cutscenes absolutely blew me away. Also, not a lot of people know this. Guitar Hero was initially a PS2 exclusive. I feel like the PS2 is the only one that's going to fight off Nintendo. Nintendo's got spots two through six or something like that for me. But that would be my argument for the PS2. My argument for the N64 is it introduced another dimension. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, (laughs) the PlayStation didn't have joysticks. Like, it was still mainly a 2D platformer until the N64 came out, introduced 3D, introduced a joystick, and then you started seeing PS1 controllers with joysticks because they started adapting, like, a new style of gameplay. Like, for me, N64, like paved that road you know what's so funny to me nintendo 64 did such a great job with the controller but they stuck with the old cartridges like they had that partnership with sony where they were going to come out with a disc console it fell apart 
the PlayStation was so technologically superior to the 64. I feel like if Nintendo did come out with a disc console, it probably would have been by far the best selling. But the fact that the PlayStation outsold the 64 simply because of the technology is the one black eye on the 64. I do think the 64 had the best games, but it was not the best technology within its generation, which is but a little you, strange. If you look at a game like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, where you know it came out on PlayStation, they did a port for N64, and like I, I watched videos where they were saying like, you know, we had to make some compromises, and like the compromises were like uh, graphics on the wall or like a video on a big screen is now a picture. Like, it wasn't core to the game. Like, I don't feel like any of the compromises that developers had to made, make were core to the game. I feel like it was more, like, aesthetics on top of it. And, like, the N64 was still great. Like, it still looked great compared to the PlayStation. You didn't notice a difference. All right. I'm going to tell you guys what I think, but I, I do not want to be the deciding voice on this. So I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you what I think, and then I'm gonna let you guys see if you can make an agreement or not on this. And if not, then I'll just be the tiebreaker, <laughs> I guess. Um, I am going to say that I think number one is the Nintendo 64. When I look at the games, like I'll I'll, I'll preface this by saying maybe it was the time in my life, right? Because you know age comes into play, right? Like we talked about nostalgia and like you know your college years or your high school years or whatever mm-hmm. was going on and what the that that memorable gaming was for you. But dude, the N sixty four has some of the most memorable games in existence. Like honestly, to this day, I, I mean, we're talking twenty years later. You know, and it's like Ocarina of Time uh, is one of the best games ever made. I, I mean, there's GoldenEye, which is probably, you know, the best game ever made for its time. Um, you know, I just Mario Super Mario 64, I thought was absolutely phenomenal. It took Mario to a whole nother level. Um, I did not play a lot of Perfect Dark, but I know that there's people that liked Perfect Dark more than Goldeneye at the time. I, it's just the list One, goes on and on and on for me. I, the PlayStation 2 was the most dominant console ever. Like, honestly, like ever. And there was a reason for that. But I also think it was timing you know what i mean like they didn't have very good competition at the time and so it was just one of those like if you wanted a console during that period you went with the playstation 2 you know by nature because i mean don't get me wrong it had some phenomenal games but for me the nintendo 64 games just stand apart and so i if it if it was left up to me i would pick nintendo 64 as the winner all right to add to that n64 had uh up to four controller support Mm. PlayStation at the time didn't. PlayStation Two, um, I think you could u- use the USBs and like eventually get to four. Um, but like, I, I don't know. Just, just GoldenEye, guys. <laughs> Golden I don't know where that's, I was that's going. The only argument you need. I thought I was going to make a really good argument there. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? The, just fell apart and became GoldenEye. <laughs> Todd was onto something there by saying the 64 had the native four controller ports. It was. If if you wanted to argue single player games, the PlayStation Two is going to take the cake. But almost all of my sixty four playing was multiplayer. Every single day, 
friends came to my house or I went to their house and we played it. I remember buying an RF switch for my 64 so I could take it on vacation with my parents and in in the hotel rooms. I would hook it up and play it in the hotel. I mean, I loved my 64. It was the first console I owned. I'm 100% fine giving it to the 64. I, I think the PlayStation is neck and neck with it. 1A, 1B. I, I really... It's but, yeah. it's so close. I mean, it, that's not trying to say that the PlayStation 2 doesn't belong at the pinnacle, you know, because it does. But I just... I mean, it's it's a newer console. The PlayStation 2 is. There's going to be people that probably didn't experience the Nintendo 64 and are yelling right now going like, how could you guys not pick the PS2? Like, I get that argument 100%. But if you experience the Nintendo 64, then you would see why I would say it's the number one console. Especially with friends. Like, the N64, like, whenever I went over to anyone's house or they came over to mine, like, I had friends with PlayStations but we'd always end up playing the N64. And the thing is like the games, like even like I said, Super Mario world, if you showed up at a friend's house and they were playing that game or Ocarina of time, you just sit and watch them play. Like, even though those weren't multiplayer games, they were so like engrossing that you were fine. Just plopping on the couch next to them and watching them play whatever game they were playing too. You know, it it just, it was a different like era. And I don't mean to sound old again, but it just like that, that time in gaming was just different than it was with like the PS2. And that's not to take anything away from the PS2, but I, it stands out more in my mind. It's very hard to explain what playing split screen multiplayer GoldenEye and Mario Kart were during the 64 years. It was so much screaming and yelling and fun and accusing your friends of looking at your side of the screen. (laughs) Like my greatest memories other than playing MMOs early on with world of Warcraft. For me, the next favorite memories are playing 64 in the living room. It it was so much fun. All right. So is that our uh, final decision then? Yeah. Nintendo 64. Todd, you uh, cleaned up with the one Oh one feels good. It was a good choice. Now, I will say, a little surprising, no Sega consoles got taken. I thought about if all of my favorite consoles were all gone, I was going to take the Dreamcast and make oh, an argument for how was, underrated it was. It was super underrated. I yeah. loved the Dreamcast, man. And the Sega Genesis. You yeah. know, so incredibly successful, but no Sega picks, no Atari picks. You know, I think Josh thought about it. I did. The The problem is that there's only going to be like 10 listeners that are going to remember the days of the Atari. And, oh, how and I was ready to was. argue that E.T. and Pac-Man came out on Atari and, and killed the video game industry for a while. Hey, when you go to a place and you still see a Pac-Man console or remember the tabletop ones where it was like a bar table where you would look down at it. Those are those were the good Pac-Mans, though. The Atari Pac-Man oh, was no, terrible. Horrendous. Yes, most games on the Atari yeah. were terrible, but you could play them. <laughs> so you know, which you couldn't do anywhere else either. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We were happy to have you here for the best console tournament. If you want to come join our free Discord server, just click the link in the podcast description. And if you want to help support this independent podcast, you can go to multiplayersquad.com, where you can sign up for some great perks starting at just $5 a month to help pay for the podcast and keep it moving forward. And then we will be back with our next episode on Thursday for This Week in Gaming. 
I'd also recommend following us on social media at Multiplayer Pod and also subscribing to our YouTube channel at Multiplayer Podcast. And I think that's it. So we'll see you guys for the next episode on Thursday. See ya. Isn't that three for Todd now? I think Todd's won the most drafts. I feel like Todd has won the most drafts. All right, let's make an alliance, Josh, next yeah. time. Yeah. Let's take All this right. guy out. It's, we're starting the uh, anti-Todd club. <laughs> Todd, you're not invited. Unless you want to be. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs>